Hey, hey, on this episode of Sap and Chance Wrestling, we are going to dig deep into the world of pro wrestling, what's happening around the world, who's doing what, who's where. So guys, if you want to hear all the details of all the news of the week, you got to listen to us. So strap in and thank you for letting us into your ears. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Samp and Chats. I am your host, Bobby Sampson, joined as always with my man with the master plan. I don't know where I got that from, but it's stuck for the last two years. Mr. Chance, Michael's Chance, how are you, buddy? Doing pretty good. How about yourself? Can't complain, man. Tuesday afternoon, night after Raw, you know, here we are. We don't have to focus on just the program. We can just focus on everything. So yeah, yeah. life is good. Life is beautiful. Can't complain. A little chilly, but it is wintertime. Yeah, yeah, a little bit chilly in the morning. Not too bad right now, but yeah, mornings are cold. It's weird how, just so everybody knows, we're about 45 minutes apart. And in that 45 minutes, how much it changes from one side to the other. It's just insane. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, it's just like Saturday, we had snow here, but you didn't have any. We had a little bit, but it washed out. Yeah, right? So just, just weird dynamics on weather plays. But hey, man. Let's get into it. I wanted to talk about AEW first. We were talking about crowd sizes and, you know, just, just the things that they need to work on. And Montreal, man, Bell Center for a wrestling show. And that's a wrestling hotbed. That place was empty. You mean for the collision show? For the collision, for the dynamite? Yeah. I didn't see the crowd for the dynamite. I seen that collision picture. Yeah, it was half full at best. Well, I, I shared that picture with you, uh, but mm. that's basically the same crowd that was there for, for the Dynamite show as well. So it's like I've said in the past, you could buy a ticket for the upper bowl, but end up in the lower bowl and even on the floor. Uh, you know, they're, they're quick to move everyone around and, and kind yeah. of keep them, you know, on the hard camera side of it and things to make it to give it some volume. Um how do you think psychologically that makes some of the upper echelon talent that's used to fighting in front of the big crowds and everything? Do you think they second guess their decision going there, or are they? Happy no, because they're paid. They're paid pretty much the same that we paid would be paid in WWE, and a lot of the guys that are on top of the card in AEW wouldn't be on top of the card in WWE. So for them, of course, they want to see a full house, but I don't think it really deters them too much because when they go to England and stuff, they do sell out. So they probably had what seven, eight thousand the Bell Center, which isn't a great crowd, but not bad for. Second place company, I guess. No, no, I appreciate that, but it just kind of makes me think about where they make their money. Where, how are they being able to pay everybody? I, I mean, it's TV, just, yeah, but TV still. money. They and they do sell. They do sell. Like, say, you go to England and stuff. They do sell about seventy thousand people. They put there, so they have had their big crowds. TV money. Yeah. It's all the TV money, man. But one one crowd is not going to do enough for you, right? I mean, you have to think about what you have to pay for to go over there. This and that. Um, but they do sell out someplace like when they went to Seattle, they sold it out. So it's hit it, they're hit and miss. Yeah, 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 yeah. Overall, yeah. though, did you watch any AEW this week? I did, yeah. I watched Dynamite. What'd you think? It wasn't bad. They got some up and coming up and coming guys. That Swerve Strickland guy's getting hot. You know, he's almost I mean, he might take over MJF. Like he's the crowd loves him. Well, Swerve is one guy with a real serious chip on his shoulder. He was one of the releases. He was a part of the that crew um hit row 
but my what I'd say to uh, Swerve is so you know Vinny released you. You had a chip on your shoulder now. Why didn't you have it before? If you work your butt off, you're the best. Vinny wanted to cut you. So there's a reason why he cut you. So good for you for grabbing the brass ring and now actually going to your potential. Because if you didn't cut you, you might not have got that extra fire in you. So good for Swerve for having a chip on his shoulder. Because it's working. Because look at him now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think he, he could have been one of those guys that could have held out like the other ones did and come back and, and actually have. Because they didn't want to release him. To be fair... He's one of those guys, him and Keith Lee were probably two guys that they didn't want to release, but had to because of what they were making at the time. Um, a lot of their decision at that time was really based on, you know, finances and, and the merger. That's all, it's, that's all it's, everything's about money, man. Wrestling, boxing, it's all about the money. Yeah, yeah. So, but the Swerve now, he's just like, he's he's gaining momentum. He's looking great. Like, I mean, I really like Swerve a lot. I liked him when he was here. Um, I mean, him gone really opens the door for guys like Carmelo Hayes, who who are still with WWE. I don't know if he would have gotten the push that he's had or being given. Uh, in fact, that guy's going to be on SmackDown as a part of the U.S. tournament, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it just kind of shows you what what some guys can benefit from where other guys get screwed. In some guys need that fire, like that fire. I mean, they need to be released. They need to go other companies and come back and they're not working hard enough. They don't see something in them. You get cut. It's a cold business and there's only a certain amount of spots. So, I mean, if you ask every wrestler, they think they should get the push. They should be the champion, right? We're really in hindsight is, is 2020. So I don't blame them for cutting them. I, I would have probably cut them too. Looking at what he did in WWE now. Yeah. He's one of their top stars. Yeah. But he never even got to the main roster though. He was still on NXT. Yeah. Like he didn't have that much time. I think one the hit roll was up there for maybe two, three weeks before they got released. Yeah. Yeah. So, you can't keep everybody right, so I say it. It's just no. like making for a football team. Some guys get cut. It's the way it goes. Yeah. It sucks, but... Now, your favorite guy, Dominic Mysterio, he's making headlines as well as well as Cody Rhodes as being the two guys with over 100 matches wrestled this year. Uh, that's the highest number for any of them. He's getting a lot of praise, man. Uh, I'll be honest. From, from where he started to what he's doing now, this guy's really finding his own role, and you know he's really... Really, he might not be filling out physically, but his character's filling out, his abilities filling out. I still think he has a long way to go. But hundred matches, man, that that's showing that they have faith in the kid. That and they want to make him get better and make him work. The thing is, if Ray wasn't his dad, he never even would have got a sniff to be in the to be anywhere in WWE. That was a deal that Ray said, "Vinny, I'll stay here. I want to wrestle with my kids." So they did it as like it's working out for Dom. I don't blame Ray for doing that, but let's not forget how it started. I mean. His character's all right, but he's just well, he's so frail. He's just not yeah. an athletic guy. He's just not an athlete. Like, just, just nothing about he him impresses well, me. Though. He moves well. Yeah, he runs and jumps okay, but he, he's not like he ain't no Montez Ford. He's just not an athlete. He's just His dad's a wrestler. His dad got him the gig. Like that's, They already admitted that. Right? That's how I know about it. It was all in, the, all in the articles. He's getting better, his character, I guess. Yeah, but he's had so many more chances when 95% of guys like him could have been cut years ago. But good for him for working hard. He is trying to improve. I can't knock him for what he's doing. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, what he's done is pretty cool. I'll give him that. And, you know, I'm going to, you know, just kind of look forward to see where this kid's growth goes. Because, I mean, they've obviously have faith in him, right? Yes, um, you do. You know, so let's just see where he goes there. CM Punk, uh, when they released his T-shirts, when he came back, do you know how much money they've made off of his T-shirts, his merch? I don't know the numbers, but probably a lot. Bro, a lot they're in six figures already. Yeah. Six figures. Since he's always he's had a big selling shirt, even before. He's always yeah, been yeah, yeah. Everyone's happy with him backstage, man. 
he's the he's like the indie fans version of like a Hulk Hogan or The Rock. Like he just love he's an underdog, right? Doesn't look good, doesn't dress well, he's not in shape, but they love him. He's got that Daniel Bryan underdog feel, you know, sloppy looking and just they love him. So I can't knock him. He is sloppy. Well, in pro wrestling, you're supposed to. It's I think a lot of the reasons why a lot of people turn off wrestling is when you see guys like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens and CM Punk. How can you take them serious as tough guys in real athletes? And they're looking at that. Where back in the day, you'd see guys. I'm not saying everybody has to be built. There's got to be little guys. It's got to be a balance. When you see that, how can you take them serious? When they're acting tough, they're not tough. Best wrestling is a little bit of reality in it. A little bit, as much as it is a predetermined outcome you have to have a little bit of realism and that's when you get the best the best uh storylines and the best matches fair enough fair enough man so what are your takeaways then with 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 punk and and everything so far what have you seen that you've liked so far they're trying to recreate the bret hart Shawn michaels that these guys hate each other which is you can feel like it's not true i'm sure they may be a little bit but there's no real bad blood there i think i don't know if that's a good idea He's wearing all those Brett the Hitman heart hoodies. He's coming out to Shawn Michaels. I get what they're trying to do with it, but they should have their own story. They don't. I know what they're trying to capitalize on. They should do it on a different lane. Well, Why do these guys not like each other? Well, because what, what's the reason? All we know is that Rollins said he makes trouble backstage. Well, yeah, the guy's the guy's a bad guy. But all, what, why do they hate each other? Because before CM Punk came back, we didn't hear Rollins say anything about the guy. Well, I think a lot of it has to do because they already knew, in essence, like you said, I, I was mentioning this to you last night, a lot of what we see today, in a way, you know, and maybe this is a new direction of wrestling, it's a shoot style storytelling, where, you know, it, it's still somewhat tongue in cheek, it's still a somewhat kayfabe. But the reality is that it's kind of evolving, the sports evolving, it's like the guys are evolving. We're not getting the monsters anymore and, and things like that. They're far and in between. We're getting more. Wrestling is evolving, but the fans are shrinking. That's the problem. Well, well, that is a problem. So what do you do? How do you correct that, right? I you mean... need more athletes and, and more realistic characters. That's the problem. Easier said and, than done. Do you, do you, you see that across the board? Or is that well, I, looked at the, I looked at the ratings of Raw, you know, 1, 1. 1.82 million. You look at the ratings for Raw 20 years ago, 4 or 5 million. Where did those 3 million people go? Went to UFC went to football, whatever the cases may be. We got to get some of those people back. You can't get them all, but get a little bit of them back. Those and when you're seeing guys back. like Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, they're Honestly. great for the fans that love wrestling, but no casual gives a crap about those kind of guys. Yeah, That's no, the problem. You know, and, and we've debated this for over two years, bro. You and I, we've I'm just going by what the numbers say, right? And what I see. Right, right. And what I see is this, man. Honestly, what you're referring to is a time in history where these things could have gotten away with, Right. You start brawling panty matches again. You start but I'm not saying even that. Even just get athletes out there, like well, real no, athletes. Even athletes, a lot. That whole attitude era, the whole NWO thing, you know, all of it, right? Like it was just, it was just lightning in a bottle. And, and that's like, if you look at wrestling before '96 to '99, even 2000. Let's say '96 mm -hmm. to 2000 is the range that you know. I, I, I think that we're really referring to is where you were getting the 4.5s and you were getting the 6.3 ratings and whatnot. But you also have to look at the content that they were putting out. I mean, you were still getting slobby looking guys, but you did have some athletes there. But they weren't the main guys, though. They were the filler guys. Now we got the sloppy guys with the main guys. Right. But That's what I'm problem. saying is, well, not in all cases. In some cases, maybe there is a couple. But ultimately, you're looking at a whole different generation of wrestling where, where things were 
where you could get away with the things that they were doing. You can't do that anymore. And if they start doing those things, I guarantee you, man, you're going to get your 4.5 ratings again and your 6.3 ratings again. That's what I keep saying about the evolution. But most, like sports, most, most sports, their audience grows. Football, basketball, hockey, baseballs went down a little bit. Wrestling's went down. So the other sports are growing. They got to figure out a way to get a few of right. those fans back. Right. I'm not saying wrestling's bad, but they lost no. a lot of people. But boxing, or sorry, uh, boxing, um, basketball, and football. and football really reached to a cultural level. You know, like you know, I, and I don't mean this in any disrespectful way, but it's a really hood level kind of lower. Well, yeah, but they get ten times the audience though, so they're doing right. Kind of but because it's easy, right. right? Because more people are into that stuff. It's real sport. I mean, we're we're dealing with this. We're dealing with the sport that we love, and you already said it on this episode. It's predetermined, right? People are shy away from. Yeah, that. that's part of it, right? And that's part and of UFC's it. And UFC's heard it big time too, right? And UFC big has time. heard it somewhat big time, right? But the reality of it is, it's like I tell you, you'll get those viewers back because people want smut. People want that kind of that kind of content when it comes to wrestling because you know you're not going to get it in football. You know you're not going to get it, you know, in basketball, so to say. But it, those are cultural pieces, right? Like you look at the majority of what the, those two leagues are made up of in terms of the athlete that's predominant in those leagues and, and what they do, how they run the program. So it's geared towards kids. It's geared to men as well and women, but. The cultural part of it is what makes it huge, right? I mean, hockey doesn't do great in the states, right? Well, their numbers have been up though. Here's they're, the thing: when you look out. at Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, you look at them. You put a guy who's never seen wrestling. What are these guys? Just put a picture of them. You would say a landscape or construction guy. That you think they're fans in the crowd. They don't look like stars, and that's why wrestling's went down. I'm not saying they're not good workers and they shouldn't no. be there, but I'm talking but, from But I will disagree with you there. I don't think, I, I think that's part of the reason why wrestling went down, but I think the biggest part is you're not getting the content that we were getting in those four years. That's part of it, but they right. got to, they got to start. But there's a lot, there's a lot athlete. that goes into it, right? Why wrestling mm-hmm. isn't getting those numbers, but those are the two biggest ones. And I would have to say that, Having brawn panty matches, having you know the DX kind of stuff that they were doing, not not mm-hmm. new DX, not when they reunited in two thousand. After that, I mean that was a PG version of DX. We're, we're, we were talking. Yeah, about- I know what you're saying that attitude stuff. I get all that, but still, losing three to four million people is a huge, huge chunk of your audience. Right, but that. And how do you get those people back? I don't think you can. You can. You have to start putting that kind of content out again. Bottom line. I think you got to do a little more realistic storylines, a little bit more believable characters at the top. You can have the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens at the bottom and the middle, but if they're going to be your top guys, that's hard. That's for me as a big time fan and people are kind of hard to take that serious. That's this is the way it is. I see it. Well, brother, you're not wrong. I'm not it. wrong. There's a lot of pieces to that. And I like them as workers. I hate putting them down. But I'm using them because they're some top guys. And you just, I seen them standing in the ring together the other day. Look at these guys. Like, imagine taking a picture of these guys. And showing the guys in the 90s, these are going to be top stars. They'd look at me and go, you mean what, the janitors or the guys in the crowd? That's what they would say to you. And it's, there's well, guys that I play soccer with in the boxing that are in better shape than these guys. It's hard to take them serious looking like that, not training their bodies. I'm not saying you got to be built. There's room for the little guys and everybody, but it just, yeah, it's hard to swallow sometimes. Fair enough, man. I mean, I, I think we'll, I think we'll always... This will be our number one debate forever. Well, I just look at the numbers, right? They lost three to four million. So obviously what I'm saying has to something there, right? Where do these people right. go? 
Well, they left because of the reasons you stated and the reasons I stated. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's just not one thing. It's, it's talent is one thing, but I think a lot of it has to do with that PG rating. A lot of it does, right? Yeah, some of it for sure, absolutely. It to the kids, once you just start gearing it to the kids and start forgetting about that 18 to, to 45 demographic, right? I mean, that's the demographic you basically lost. You haven't lost the kids. You haven't no, lost any of those. Right. So, so, you know, it, it really comes down to appeasing young men in essence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if young men aren't seeing some form of smut, and I hate to say it, but it's the reality of it. Right. Well, in a lot of the, if you're, a lot of the, a lot of the internet guys bro? control the wrestling, especially you see a guy like trip, a lot of the internet guys, I, IWC community, they control the wrestling a little bit. If something offends them, or they don't like who's being booked. They get on these blogs and they write and they hammer, they hammer, they hammer. People like Tony Khan and Triple H, they're more tech savvy and they really listen to what these people are saying. And they, so like a lot of, it's got a lot of indie feel to it now where they should be the ones telling the audience, here's what you're going to get if you don't like it. I know you got to listen to your audience, but it's got to be a give and take. You can't let the internet guys control guys like being booked. You know what I mean? These blog guys, every day they're writing, they got 200,000 followers, 300,000 followers. Tony Khan and Triple H are well aware of these people. They read this stuff. They may not comment, but they're well aware of that thinking, you know, and that's why you see these kind of guys get pushed up. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't the know. Internet has a huge influence on wrestling, huge influence. Where it wasn't no. like that before. No, no, that's fair play. Well, I, I really don't see it going back. The nerds have took over, basically. <laughs> I hate, that's a harsh way to say it, but you just got to go on there and just read these guys and listen to them. You know, they're so pro anybody that's, you know, that you would think would be a star. They're so pro Tony Khan. They're so pro Triple H. They hate Vince McMahon. Anybody that's an alpha male, anybody that's been successful, they just tear them down and pop up these other guys that you would think. That you read the stuff, and I try to match you guys to get some of these guys on a debate. They are, you debate. Saying, are, you, are you saying that today's wrestling fan is too woke? Absolutely. The, the internet wrestling, yeah. Not all the guys in the crowd, but a good chunk of 80% of the IWC are super woke. Absolutely. Because, that hurts the business because Triple H and Tony Connor are scared to defend these people. All right. So let me ask you this then. How do you feel about, and you know, no need to answer, but do you believe that the transgender male should be in the women's division then? Like that Naya, Naya, whatever her name is in AEW. Or Nyla Rose or whatever? Yeah, Nyla Rose. No, no, that shouldn't have happened. That's not fair. They can have their own wrestling. It's predetermined. Do you think that wrestling can be? But because wrestling is predetermined, and yes, some of the bumps are real, do you think that's probably the only platform that a transgender, male, female, whatever that is, can compete with the women then? I guess, yeah, if you look at it that way, because it is predetermined, right? I guess, yeah, you could. But when you do the men versus women matches, even before that, it was never realistic. It was, you know, it's just not believable. You're not yeah, going to see some serious you're bumps not from see, the dudes, man. You're not going to see uh, Canelo fight Chris Shields. You know, it's just not going to happen. He'll cave, he will cave her skull in, right? Um, but in wrestling, I guess you could technically do that. But uh, it's not I even about the most that. It's refreshing that. thing I heard about that kind of stuff is Serena Williams, of all people, right? She's She basically said, like, no, we, we have no place playing men. No. Nope. Like and everyone's always clamoring, yeah, Serena can beat guys. Serena can do this. She said on an interview, she played Andy Roy. She said this herself. She goes, look, mm-hmm. men's tennis and female tennis, girls' tennis is two different sports. Same sport, mm-hmm. but completely different, right? If she played Andy Roddick, she said, he'd beat her 
six love, six love in like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, for, absolutely. Right, and that's coming from one beast mode woman. Yeah, the best women's, one of the best women's player ever. So, yeah, she knows what she's talking about. So, so I don't I think it's really that other rules. I think it's just more, they're very cautious. They don't want to offend anybody, and I get that. But you have to have a little bit of an edge. A little I'll bit be honest, but I think it's time to start offending people because I think that's the one thing that hasn't been thrown. A lot of it is a lot of the sponsors, too. they got a lot of sponsors. they got to answer to. They don't want to piss off the sponsors, right? Yeah. Very few guys like Dana White will say, get lost, F you. I'll do what I want to the sponsors. You know what I mean? Like that Peloton or whatever told them to F off. You're Elon did. No, Dana White, too. Yeah, no, Elon did recently, too. Like someone asked him that like he was doing some uh press Yeah, Disney conference. told him. That, yeah, he told him. Yeah. You know? See ya. And people like, but there's oh, very few Elon that? Musk and Dana White's, right? Yeah, yeah. How could you say that? Because he can, mm-hmm. right? We need more. We need more men like that, my friend. It's like Dana White. They called him. I guess Dana White posted a picture of him and Trump or something. They said, "Take it down." He goes, "F you, I don't care. No, I won't. It's my business." Then he said, "Kick out." It was Peloton who did that to him. They're done with the sponsor at UFC, so they've been people. These corporations had to bully you, threaten to pull the advertising. So that's part of the reason why it's a slippery slope, too, right? So Fair enough. And the advertisers. So I get it. Fair enough, fair enough. Hey, uh, quickly, I found out CM Punk's first match. It'll be at a house show against Dominic Mysterio December the 30th. That should okay. be fun. So yeah, that's a good experience for Dominic. Nice little tune-up for both guys, I guess. Or well, for, for Punk anyways, getting into January. Um, Chance, I tell you what, man. There's really nothing huge in the headlines a lot of it is really all about cm punk we've covered a lot of cm punk dominating it yeah you know and you know he's been dominating the airwaves really nothing's going on per se without there i mean i could share with you a story of hulk hogan and andre that i read about uh earlier today where where hogan was talking about you know the lead up to wrestlemania 3 the day of like up until that day they didn't even know what the finish was because you know, Andre hadn't decided yet. Sort mm, of deal. You me out. Right. And Hogan had to sit with him. Vince sent him to hang out with Andre all day. Apparently, Andre drank like five bottles of Crown Royal that day. I believe it. Big man right? like that. Yeah, yeah. And and it wasn't maybe till 15, 20 minutes before the actual match that Andre said, Okay, this is what you're gonna do. Yeah. So yeah, that's a cool story. Yeah, what are you can do when the big guy doesn't want to be pinned? There's nothing you can do about it. He's not gonna let you pin him. Right. I mean, that's just the story. I guess the only other guy that could ever could really do that would be Brock Lesnar. If he don't want you to pin him, you're not pinning him. He wouldn't be like that, but there's only two guys that could probably get away with that. It's Andre and Brock. Speaking of Brock, his daughter's making the headlines. Hey, eh? she she's yeah. uh shop shopper. You know how much she weighs? No. 224. Wow, yeah, she's built like that. Dude, she looks like that. Yeah, it looks like Brock with a wig. Right? Yeah, Sable's hair with Brock's build. You can almost say that Brock is, he. she and Brock are one and the same person. Pretty much. She's going to be a good athlete. She already is a good athlete like her dad, right? You can see yeah, it. Yeah. Well, apparently, I, I, from what I'm understanding, is that she may be going to the Olympics to shop put. Probably. Yeah, you think good she for comes her. wrestling? She could probably do. She could, I, possibly, if she wanted to, she could. Just being Brock Lesnar's daughter alone will get you booked. But could you imagine the music hits and she comes out? Yeah, she's she could she could be a she's a good athlete. She could do wrestling if she that's what she chose to do. That's how good of an athlete she is. I mean, she's huge and she's mm-hmm. ripped. Yep, yeah, she's yeah. just like that. With all due respect, there's got to be a cycle or two in her. 
I don't think so. The te- testing is pretty good there, but yeah, it's possible. Well, I mean, she, look, she, look that's just high school and stuff. It's in collegiate, right? I don't know how much they test over there. They do in the they do at the college level. Okay. But um, Brock is just the biggest hands ever in UFC history. So he's just a big man, you know what I mean? So she's got that genetics. And Sable's pretty tall too, right? You put all that together. That's not her mom. It's a different mom? Yeah, yeah. That's his, from his first marriage. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. He must have been blonde too then. Right? So good for her though. She's going to be good yeah. apple just like that. Massive though, just looking at her. And then she smiles and it looks like, I swear, it's like staring at Brock. Like I... Yeah. <laughs> dad, 100% looks like her dad. Absolutely. 100%. She's strong okay. like pops too, right? Huge, man. Just monster. Like I would love to see her. I, I, I just envision it that music hits and she walks out. Like, I mean... Wouldn't that be a surprise participate in the Royal Rumble? I'm sure after collegiate days, she might consider taking up pro wrestling possible and make a lot of money in it. Being Brock's daughter is that name itself, Dude, right? The two of them yeah. can make history. If that's what they wanted to do, yeah. Right? Can you imagine both of them coming out, both winning the Rumble? Brock's, or Brock can do whatever he wants. Like He's already proven it with UFC and almost NFL. Like nobody, No other WWE athlete has his credentials. You know, He's just amazing. Such a good yeah. athlete. Do you think he shows up at UFC 300? To fight? No. Well, no, just in general. Yeah, he might be in the crowd, maybe, yeah. Possible. But not to fight, eh? No, he's not going to fight now. He had that chance a couple years ago, he didn't take it. So it's because of the testing pool. He didn't want to get back on the testing pool. Here's the thing with guys like John Jones and Brock Lesnar. Even if you're clean, they can still detect the old stuff because the testing is so good. Even like a small little grain of salt in your body of it. Well, that's right. what happened to John Jones. Mm. That's yeah, why I think Lesnar was going to fight Cormier there for the belt. He wasn't scared yeah. of Daniel Cormier. He was just like, oh, shit, I don't want to get popped. So he's, eh. And I think they got they do their own testing too before they get tested by the USADA, right? They got their own guys that do this stuff. And he might have said, hey, Brock is still showing up. Even if I haven't done anything for a couple of years, it's still popping up. So I said, ah, screw it. Because he had to go back in the testing pool after the Mark Hunt fight. That's why. That's what slowed him up. Had he not got busted after the Mark Hunt fight, he probably would have fought Daniel Cormier for the belt already. Probably. That's probably. what it is. All right, brother man, I tell you what, we've covered a lot of ground here. We've had a nice, happy debate as well. So do you mm-hmm. have a top five? I do, yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. Who are your top five favorite Royal Rumble winners of all time? Since Royal Rumble's coming up next month. Okay. Uh, well, Stone Cold, always. Um, especially the one where he had to fight against the whole corporation and everything. Stone Cold's always awesome. Um, Shawn Michaels, when he won, was always yep. good. Just kind of seeing you know and i think the rumble's that kind of one that you you look for the guy to win because you know he's going to go to mania and win the title right that's what it is yeah so so you're kind of hoping for your favorites there uh you know which one i really enjoyed shinsuke that, winning you like that one yeah if you're less whatever you the reason that. i like that one is because everybody didn't want to see roman win nobody wanted that to happen again and shinsuke was completely out of the left field no one saw that coming Right? I was one of the I was one of the few guys that wanted Roman to win. I didn't want Shinsuke to win. I don't care for that guy. No, but no, yeah, but still, it was good for but him. still yep. to, to flip it around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when Cena and Batista both fell out of the ring, and Vince came out and tore both his quads. Okay, and Vince not missing a beat. I think right there, you know, and that's what I love about Vince McMahon mm-hmm. is the fact that he's willing to do what it takes. To get the job done and, and to sell the program. Um, I think I think people say it best though. Vince always says, I wouldn't ask you anything that I couldn't do. <laughs> he exactly. goes out and does it. Well, that's what I'm saying, right? Did you hear that story of Jericho? What happened with them? Uh when he was off the cage or something? 
No, no, no. They were on a plane drinking all night. Unless their two favorite bands are both ACDC and the Rolling Stones are on the plane. They drank till four in the morning. And Vinny says, I'll see you at the gym at uh, 6.30. Jericho's like, no, I'm going to bed. He won't be there, Vinny. He won't be there. So Vinny goes in the gym, takes a pic selfie, and goes, Vince McMahon one, Chris Jericho zero. He's in the gym at 6.30. Two hours later, 70-year-old man. Yeah. It's unreal. That dude's got a crazy schedule. <laughs> that dude has a crazy schedule. I think he only sleeps two hours a day. I mean, when he was running raw, he would run the program till 11. He'd get out of there by 11, 30, 12 o'clock. Or the gym. Or the gym. And train till three, three, four, then go home, sleep four to six, and be at the office. Like, I mean, you think you're going to be the first guy at work? You pull in the parking lot, McMahon's car's there. Yeah, and he loves it. It's not a job for him. This is what he loves, this is what he knows. No. There's very few guys, Vince McMahon, Jerry Jones, George Steinbrenner. There's very few guys like them that live their product 24 7. It's all they know, all they do, and to be the best at their own respective jobs. Fair enough. Okay, so that's four. I gotta give you one more. more. Um you know what? Ric Flair. Yes, Rick, good one. He won the world title, and that that that's cool because that's that's kind of innovative because before that, no one really was in the match from beginning to end. He's the first one to do that, right? Yeah, uh, walking away with the title as well, that really sold and you know solidified him as who he is. Um, so yeah, Ric Flair for me. Those are probably my favorite top five. Yeah, so many good ones. You remember the only co-winners ever that they ever did? The only co-winners. Was it Lex people. Luger and uh, Bret Hart? Yeah. Right? And that's where Yoko fought Bret first. Or Yoko fought Lex. And then Yoko fought Bret after. Yep. Yeah. And that's that that's WrestleMania that. 10, right? What's that? That yeah. was WrestleMania right. 10. Yep. Good list, man. There it is. There you go. There you go. All right, brother, man. Well, I'll tell you what. I think this wraps up the wrestling show for this week. Uh, yep. Hopefully we get some more exciting topics and, and some, you know, sometimes this is the one crappy part about what we do. We, we wait for controversy. Controversy sells, man. Controversy creates <laughs> cash, like Eric Bischoff would say. No, no, 100%. It sells, you know, and it's sad because, I mean, I don't wish, I don't wish hate on anybody. Yeah, but, but people yeah. don't tune in. There's nothing excited to listen to, right? I Everybody get it, likes I get it. it. I it's 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 funny to me i just kind of chuckle because it's not the way i want to live you guys like cm punk fighting guys and doing stupid stuff gives us stuff to talk about so that's the, the more stupid stuff cm punk does is better for us that's the truth that's the truth all right brother man let's wrap it up here everybody please it's just the beginning of the week we're two weeks away from christmas so i'm sure your family wants to see you on christmas day and christmas eve and throughout the holiday season so Christmas parties are really in full effect now. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're happening every night. So every night, just be careful. If you're out on the roads, please drive safe. And just take your time, really. Just take your time. That's all we ask of you. Take your time in the car and driving. You, you don't need to speed. There's nowhere. You're not going to get anywhere faster. And yeah. I've tested this theory out, man. I've been boy racer. And I end up at the same stoplight as the guy I passed. But so what have I gained? Right? Yeah. Nothing gained. All right, guys. I'm Bobby Sampson. He is Mr. Chance Michaels. And in the words of the great ACDC, those that download, like, and subscribe to the podcast, we salute you. We do salute you. And again, please be safe. And we will see you guys on Thursday. We have a big boxing show coming up this Thursday because it's a big weekend in boxing. Uh, so, yeah, stay tuned for that, yeah. everyone. Samp and Chance are out.